You're listening to Comedy Central. So in Central Park today, there was a giant gold cube, like made of solid gold, that was worth $11 million. They took $11 million worth of gold and made a cube with it, and then they just put it in the middle of Central Park. Apparently, it's to promote something crypto. I don't even understand crypto now at this point. I don't, every, every time there's some shit that doesn't make sense in the world, people just say it's crypto. You know what I mean? Crypto has become like the new like UFO. What happened? Last night I heard some shit. There's something happening outside my house. Probably that crypto, Bob. I don't, I don't know what this, they said there's a gold cube, and then someone said it's because of crypto. I was like, okay, I don't understand the blockchain for real now. Coming to you from the heart of Times Square in New York City, the only city in America. It's The Daily Show, ears edition. Tonight, The Masked Rudy. The NFL is racist. And Johnny Knoxville. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show, I'm Trevor Noah. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. We kick things off with the big entertainment news of the day. One of the hottest game shows on television right now is The Masked Singer, which is like American Idol if all the contestants were minor celebrities disguised as genetically mutated Teletubbies. And the best part of the show is always when the singer's identities are revealed, they take off the mask because you never know who it's gonna be. Wow, the skunk was Faith Evans? (gasps) The hamster was Rob Schneider? And Rob Schneider was Kevin Hart? It's so cool. But every now and then, every now and then, the reveal is truly, truly shocking. And at yesterday's taping, it brought the whole show crashing down. Two judges on the Fox show, The Masked Singer, reportedly walked off in protest during the taping of a recent episode after it was revealed that Rudy Giuliani was a contestant. According to Deadline, judges Ken Jeong and Robin Thicke walked off the set as soon as Giuliani was unmasked. What the f***? Once again, Rudy Giuliani ruins the day by showing people his face. America is truly, 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 truly the greatest country on earth. Because this is the only place in the world where entertainment trumps everything. Because I mean, a year ago, just a year ago, this guy tried to overthrow America's democracy and now he's a contestant on a reality show? Is there anyone they won't have on? Like one of these days, a masked singer is gonna take off their head and it's gonna be literally the coronavirus. Oh, I knew it! I said it had to be COVID and it was! <laughs> it was! And don't get me wrong, I get why Giuliani did it. I mean, reality shows are the best way to rehab your image, you know? Because you can count on the fact that you'll always be surrounded by even worse people. I mean, if Kim Jong-un filmed a dinner scene with the Real Housewives, he wouldn't seem that bad. I mean, sure, he fed one of them to some dogs, but did you see what Jen Shah said? <gasps> But the question is, why did the producers want Rudy Giuliani on the show? I mean, he's beyond controversial. And even more than that, even more than that, for the show itself, like his performances, like they really suck. The company counting our vote is owned by two Venezuelans who were allies of Chavez with a company whose chairman is a close associate and business partner of George Soros. What do we have to do? Let's have trial by combat. No one's into that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a new story about Tesla, the first car designed by a 24-pack of Red Bull. Teslas are famous right now for their fully automatic self-driving mode, but it turns out that their self-stopping mode, well, that needs a little work. 
54,000 Tesla cars are being recalled because of an autonomous driving feature that disobeys stop signs. Tesla introduced the rolling stop feature in a software update in October of 2020. The program would allow cars in self-driving mode when no one is around to drive past the stop sign without coming to a complete stop. Tesla says it will fix the issues through a wireless software update. Tesla claims no cars in its self-driving program have been involved in any accidents. Don't fix this. Don't fix it, you're breaking it. Come on, people, a self-driving car that follows all the rules, that's gonna be dangerous. Because that's the last thing that human drivers expect. Who stops at a stop sign? You almost killed me and my family. Like, we need to program cars to drive just like humans. That's what we need, okay? They need to speed up at a yellow light. Or they need to drive faster when a pedestrian is crossing the streets. Yeah, I mean, you say it's dangerous, but we both love that game. So look, I don't mind that Teslas were rolling through stop signs because I actually like the idea of artificial intelligence not being so uptight and perfect, you know? I don't know, like I want lazy AI. Yeah, I just want chilled AI. Because then there's less chance of a robot uprising, you know? Because the robots will be like, must destroy human beings, but first must scroll through TikTok. You wanna bamba? You wanna chill with the big boys? But. It turns out there are some people that self-driving cars probably should not drive like. And many of these people are in Florida. For instance, take a look at this story. It reportedly started when the driver that you're about to see cut off another driver in traffic, right? And then he got mad and slammed his brakes when the first car started riding his bumper. And then when the other car pulled out and tried to pass him, this happened. In Florida, take a look at this new dash cam video showing the moment a driver shot at another driver during a road rage incident. Popper's attorney says his client was just defending himself. He's now facing two charges, including aggravated assault with a firearm. <laughs> like, what's the deal with this guy? First of all, first of all, guys, the whole point of road rage is to not hurt each other, right? We just act crazy because we're safe in our cars. It's like Twitter, but on the freeway. And secondly, the way he pulled out the gun, I don't know about you, but I thought he was gonna be like a stone cold assassin. You saw like the way he pulled it out and he just, you know? But then when he actually started shooting, he looked like a, like a five-year-old holding fireworks for the first time. <laughs> and guys, I think we can all agree, someone like this should not be allowed to have a gun. You can't just be spraying bullets randomly on the freeway. First of all, you could kill someone, all right? But secondly, this is Florida. Everyone else has a gun. You start shooting, next thing someone in another car goes like, oh, they're shooting, then they start shooting, and then there's people in the houses, they're like, they're shooting on the freeway. They start shooting, and then grandmothers in the old age homes, they're like, somebody's shooting! And then finally the alligators come out of the swamp, they're like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And it's not just this one dude. This is a big problem in America, it's a huge problem. So many disputes in this country go straight from talking shit to shooting. You know why I think this happens? because the Second Amendment comes right after the First. First Amendment, right to talk shit. Second Amendment, you see what happens when you talk shit. 
They should have made a First Amendment talk shit, Second Amendment, you know, the right to like talk about what shit was said, Third Amendment, right to grab a drink with each other and be like, yeah, man, maybe we shouldn't have said that shit. Fourth, Fifth, Sixth Amendment, maybe Fifteenth Amendment, all right, the right to bear arms. You wanna shoot each other? Nah, I'm cool now, man. I'm cool. I had some time to breathe. Seventh Amendment, the right to breathe. But you see, this is why we need Tesla's autopilot mode. Yeah, because then you can keep driving and the car will shoot for you. All right, let's move on to our top story. It's about the NFL. When you think of the NFL, you're supposed to think of athletes doing exciting things like making amazing catches or throwing incredible passes and running up the middle into a big pile of people for some crazy reason. What are you doing? Go around them, you idiot. That's what I would have done. But in recent years, the actual football part of the NFL has been overshadowed by off-the-field scandals from the Redskins controversy, uh, to the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick, to the league telling players that dark spots on their MRIs was just their brains getting a suntan. And this week brought a whole new scandal for the NFL, when former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit accusing the league of racial discrimination against black coaches. Flores claims that teams are interviewing black coaches with no intention of actually hiring them. He says he had an interview with the Broncos, where the executives showed up an hour late and clearly hung over. And he had an interview with the Giants that he knew was bullshit because the team had already decided to hire a different white coach. And the way he found out that they had already hired somebody is pretty wild. Flores says he found out from Patriots coach Bill Belichick that the Giants had hired a head coach three days before he was scheduled to have an interview with the team. The complaint states on January 24th, Belichick wrote, sounds like you have landed, congrats. Flores responded saying, did you hear something I didn't hear? Belichick texted back, Giants? Flores later texts Belichick to ask if he's texting the right coach before Belichick fesses up that he has the wrong man. Sorry I expletive this up. I double checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. BB. Ugh. This is so embarrassing. Why do old people sign their texts? Like, do they do that for everything? I'm so horny right now. Yours truly. Henry. I want you to go to town on my ass. Affectionately, yours, Linda. Squirt emoji, squirt emoji. Best wishes, Henry. No, but for real though, this was a screw up by Belichick. And he's a coach, so he can't even blame CTE. Because this is how Flores found out that he already lost the job that he was about to interview for, about to. And you may be wondering, why would an NFL team grant an interview to a black coach if they have no intention of hiring them. Well, for a long time, black head coaches in the NFL were just not a thing, right? In fact, between 1926 and 1989, there were zero black coaches, nada. Yeah, during that 60-year period, it was easier to find a black person in space than coaching in the NFL. And finally, in 2002, Johnny Cochran, yes, the OJ guy, I guess he was really into football, he threatened to sue the league if it didn't get its act together. And so the NFL created something called the Rooney Rule, which said that at any time that there's an opening for a new coach, at least one minority candidate has to be interviewed for the job. Which is cool, but now Brian Flores is saying that these interviews he's getting, they aren't real. These teams are just going through the motions to satisfy the Rooney Rule. Think of it this way. It's almost like when your mom emails you that her friend from church 
her son is moving to your city and she wants you to be friends with him. And then yeah, you go get a beer with him just to make your mom happy, but you know for a fact, you're never gonna hire him as your friend. And honestly, if you're gonna make someone come to a bullshit interview, the least you can do is let them know ahead of time. Let them know this is a bullshit interview because that way they can have some fun with it. You know, think how dope it would be to get to an interview knowing you're not gonna get the job. Then you can give bullshit interviews. So what would you say is your biggest weakness? Uh, I'm deathly afraid of footballs and uh, I also don't know what a footballs is. Now look, we don't know for certain why Brian Flores didn't get these jobs, but it's clear that the Rooney Rule, despite its good intentions, has done nothing to solve the NFL's black coaching problem. The facts are clear that black coaches are not awarded the same opportunities as their white counterparts. Black coaches take longer to get hired. They get fired faster. A study found that coaches of color averaged shorter tenures than white coaches and were less likely to land another head coaching job after being fired. There was an academic study that came out across three decades, over 1,000 coaches, finding that black coaches were 114% less likely to be promoted to coordinator positions. Despite the success of coaches such as Tomlin and Tony Dungy, who both won Super Bowls. When it comes to head coaches, the league is nearly as white now as it was in 1989. In 2003, when the Rooney Rule was instituted, there were three African-American coaches in the National Football League. We are 19 years removed from the institution and implementation of the Rooney Rule, and there is now one head coach. Yeah, that's right. Out of 32 teams in the NFL, there's still only one black head coach, which is fewer than the number of black coaches when the Rooney Rule started. So the Rooney Rule is basically as useless as the five-second rule. Yeah, bitch, you dropped your food on the floor. You put it in your mouth. That's just nasty, okay? It's not like bacteria is slow to figure it out. Is that food? Wait, that's food. And it turns out not only are black coaches still not getting enough opportunities, but when they do get the job, they have a much shorter leash than white coaches. Yeah, even if they win, there's still a good chance that they're gonna get fired. Now, is the NFL doing this on purpose to black coaches? Nobody knows. I mean, maybe, or maybe it's an unconscious bias. And that's what makes racism so hard to prove these days. Because back in the day, when someone was being racist to you, you knew, right? Because they'd be upfront. They'd just be like, oh, you? You want the head coaching job? Ha <laughs> you a run funny Negro. <laughs> I didn't even know Negroes are smart enough to make jokes. Did you know that, Steve? <laughs> but that's why proving racism for black people in 2022 can be so frustrating, right? Sometimes it feels like, you know, you, you, you're the only person in a horror movie who actually knows what's going on. You gotta believe me, man. There's a serial killer in this camp. Don't be ridiculous. All these sexy teens are probably stabbing themselves to death. Come on. But no matter why it's happening, it's clear that black coaches aren't getting the same opportunities in the NFL as their white counterparts, which is a pretty demoralizing situation for black coaches to be in. NFL owners have stuck to an old game plan when it comes to hiring head coaches. And that, in turn, has sent morale among black coaches plummeting to a new low. It's now so bad, football agent Brian Levy convened a Zoom meeting for many of the black coaches he represents to talk about the Rooney Rule, part workshop, part therapy session. You see um, guys that are not as qualified um, that jump ahead of you, guys that you have trained and that were under you for years that, that jump and now, so what is the criteria? You know, the resume doesn't matter anymore. He's not getting interviewed because he's the qualified coach. He's getting interviewed because they have to hit that quota. You see the black name, you're like, oh, he's the Rooney. That's why he's interviewed, he's, he's the Rooney. Man, you see this shit? 
The situation is so bad for black coaches that they are voluntarily having Zoom meetings. Do you know how truly unfair something has to be for football coaches to talk about their feelings? Think about it, even when they win the Super Bowl, they'll be up on the podium that night like, we played well today, gonna give the boys 20 minutes off tomorrow and then it's back to the weight room. This is the most exciting day of my life. Well, for more on this issue, let's go now to our senior tailgating correspondent, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, Roy, I believe you're out at Miami Dolphins Stadium right now, and this story is truly a bombshell story. It is shocking, Trevor, shocking. I can't believe that racism still exists in the NFL. I mean, they had in racism on their helmets. Are you telling me that didn't do anything? You know, Roy, I'm as shocked oh. as you are. But, but let me ask you, what do you think of the Rooney Rule? Because this lawsuit seems to prove that it hasn't worked. Well, the problem with the Rooney Rule is that it underestimates racial bias. The Rooney Rule says, you don't like black people, well, hang out with one and see what happens. But nothing happened. So now it's even worse, and you're still hiring the white coach and wasting the black man's time. Right, right, so then let me Not ask to you- mention that this rule messes with the black man's self-esteem. He's going on all these interviews and doesn't get the job. He's obviously gonna wonder, well, is it me? You get low self-esteem. That, st that shit starts affecting your whole life. You start having problems with intimacy. Your girl asks, what's wrong? But you're too manly to admit that when you get older, things don't work as good. You know what I'm talking about, Trevor. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been through this shit. You start growing apart. She leaves you. Next thing you know, she's dating the white coach because he got a good job. Meanwhile, you're at home by yourself watching porn. You're not even jerking off while you're watching the porn. You're just watching it and eating cheese. I, uh, I think that went a bit off track, but I get what you're saying, Roy. <laughs> you think the Rooney Rule should be abolished. No, I didn't say that. We just gotta replace the Rooney Rule with the Roy Wood Jr. Rule. The Roy Wood Jr. Rule? I I'm sorry, what is that? Oh, no, it's simple. If a team is gonna hire a white guy, but they have to interview a black guy, then they should just have to fly me out. Yeah, but then doesn't that waste your time? Nah, man, I ain't got nothing going on except for this stupid-ass job. And I get to have a fun weekend. Get to fly first class, get to chill in a hotel with a minibar, hanging out in fun cities, drunk in New Orleans, back tattoos in Miami. I'm gonna have a good-ass time, dawg. Well, Roy, uh, um, I'm looking here, and it says that one of the first available jobs is gonna be in Minnesota. So, uh, you wanna fly there? You wanna send a black man to Minnesota? In February? What part of in racism do you not understand, Trevor? My skin wasn't made for them type of temperatures. Let them white coaches have Minnesota. They can have that. Okay, I, I thought you wanted the job. All right, I, I guess we'll have to figure something else out. You know what, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll tell you the truth about where your poop actually goes. Stick around. So, so Roy, you, you, you're just gonna give up on Minnesota? Trevor, there's a reason that you never saw any black Vikings. You've seen a black Viking? I, I can't say that I have, that's uh -huh. a good point. Huh. Name one black Viking. You got me. Yeah. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is the creator and star of Jackass, Johnny Knoxville. He's here to talk about his death-defying stunts in the new film, Jackass Forever. Johnny Knoxville, welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you for having me. It is so good to see you, like, functioning as a human being. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to be functioning after one of those films. I'm, like... 
You're one of those people where if somebody bet money with me and said like, how long do you think this guy will live for? I would have probably lost all my money. You, you're, you're 50 now, right? Yeah, 50. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm loving it. I did not think I would live to see you get like old. Like look at your silver fox and everything. Oh, thank you. You went natural during the pandemic. Oh yes. And yet you're still trying to die. <laughs> well, try, still trying to entertain. Which you do successfully, by the way. Thank you. Congratulations. I think the movie's really funny. I think the stunts are crazy. Have you guys gotten tired of the pain? Do you still feel pain? Yeah, I feel my pain threshold, I think, is about the same as anyone else's. It's I don't my give so. a damn don't threshold. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's the same. I, I've been hit by a car once. Right. It never happened again. Like, if you cross the street with me, Johnny, like, there is no car anywhere inside. Because that pain, I will never forget that shit. And then you come along, and I go, like, when that bull hits you. So there's, there's the scene where you're getting hit by the bull. Do you even remember that, by the way? I remember the bull hitting me and me flipping. And after that, they had to send me footage in the hospital to remember what happened. Because you were snoring afterwards. That was, the doctor said that was me trying to swallow my tongue. Yeah, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was, so this is what happens. You get hit by the bull, you flip, you crash down, you start snoring. Then I'm like, ha, Johnny, that's funny. He's saying I'm knocked out, so I'm snoring. Yeah. And now you tell me that part of it. <laughs> I, I didn't bring that up in the movie. Yeah, because I mean, like, look at, look at me now. Now I'm <laughs> no. the opposite of entertained. I'm worried about you. <laughs> what else have the doctors said? Are you, are you like fully okay as a person? Like you can't do this for much longer, right? I, that, that was my last bull to face because I've had 16 concussions and that one was really pretty gnarly. I had a brain hemorrhage and it took me several months to come back from. I took a lot of cognitive tests and boy, my scores weren't great. Wow. Yeah. The doctor's like, do you have trouble paying attention? I'm like, yeah, I can't sit still lately. I can't edit. I can't, he's like, because you scored a 17 out of a hundred on the uh, You've just taken attention span. Yeah. You've just taken knock after knock after but knock I'm, after knock. I'm better now. So now it's like, I don't know, 20. I'm glad you've gone up. <laughs> That's all. We are glad that Johnny Knoxville has gone up. Here's another question I had for you. It's like, who is your health insurance provider? I actually have very good health insurance. Um, they, do they know what you do? Like, because I, like, like, whenever I think of health insurance, I think of them being like, ah, oh, but you know, pre-existing conditions, what do you do for a living type thing? Like, does, like, do you have like life insurance? I actually got life insurance, which is amazing. And I they a, know what you do. Yeah, they know what I do. I don't harp on it with them, but they know what I do. And <laughs> I like how you say, like, you just gloss over it in the yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for a living? Oh, I work with animals. <laughs> uh, you know, I work near I work water. With gravity <laughs> and Newton's third law of motion. Um, is there a stunt that, that terrifies you? Is there, like, a thing where you go, like, you know what, I want to do it, but I don't think I'll ever have the balls to do it? I don't like cold weather or cold water. That's my line in the sand. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Although I have, I have done things in cold weather and cold water, I but don't like it. But that's actually your, so it's not pain, it's cold. Yeah, and well, Steve-O's is like, he'll let you put a hook in his mouth and cast him out in the sea yes. to chummed up waters for sharks. But they tried to get him to uh, bungee dive off a bridge once. He's like, no way, dude, no way. It's like something grandmas do. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their irrational thing about them, all the cast members. He wouldn't bungee dive. It's like, okay, Steve-O. Uh. Okay, so then how do you pick the stunts, then, and how do you pick who's gonna do the stunt? 
Because I mean, like well, in, in this movie, you've got like vultures and penises. I'm gonna say that just to keep people on the hook. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got, the, you've got scorpions in, involved in people's faces. You know, you've got penises and bees. Yes. You know? Who, there's a who, lot of penis. There's a lot of penis, which is good. Um, it's like euphoria, but with comedy, you know? <laughs> how, do we, how do we choose who gets to do which stunt? Do the people know ahead of time and do they say, yes, I'll do it? Or, or is it like, no, nah, I want you to do this? Um, everyone has their specialties. Like Dave England's the poop guy. Okay. Pontius is the naked guy. Uh -huh. Although Steve-O will do naked things, I, I more of the blunt force trauma guy. And, and no, they don't know a lot of times what's happening ahead of time. Jeff and I know who we want to do it. Right. And if they protest like they don't want to do it, then Jeff has a way of, you know, he'll like either bulldog them into it or take them on a walk and be their buddy and, and talk them into it that way. He has a number of ways of coming at the guys. I appreciate that. Yes. Encouraging people to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but like of their own volition. Well, secretly they all want footage, right? If someone gets a really good bit, no matter how painful, they're like, God, now I need to get one. And so everyone tries to top each other and it really helps for the film. It really does help the film. Um, Johnny Knoxville has evolved a lot over the years. You know, I'm, I mean, you started the show at what, the age of 29, I think. Yeah. On MTV back in the day. Um, you've gone on to do everything, you know, the movies, the TV show, every, everybody loves what you do. You've, you've developed a rabid fan base. But what was, what was an interesting evolution for me, maybe one of your craziest stunts for people was speaking out after George Floyd. Oh my God. I mean, that was, I mean, infuriating for everyone, I believe. No, but I, but I think it was, imp like, it was impressive because a lot of people didn't expect you, I mean, you're Johnny Knoxville, they're like, the guy gets hit by things in the head. I don't think he's gonna say something anytime. And then you came out and you said, you said really beautiful things about the moment and what was happening in America. And then there were some fans of yours who were pissed off. They were like, no, Johnny, we, we don't want you saying anything. I was so disgusted by that act, by like a lot of people. And I, I feel like I could not say something, you know? And yeah, I lost people on my, like 100,000 people unfollowed, but I told them to. I was like, if you if this if you don't like what I'm saying, right. please unfollow me because I don't I don't want you in my life. I don't need you in my life. I wanted to clear those people out, and I wow. did. Wow! And it felt much better, right? Because that I mean that shit's been going on way too long. I hear you. And yeah. it's, it's it was I don't know. It was no, too, no, no, no. Hey man, I I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you, I and appreciate I you. I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy the movie because you guys don't take yourselves seriously. It's just fun. You're hurting yourselves, which is a wonderful thing. You know, yes. it's like consensual hurting of thyself. Yes. And uh, yeah, I uh, I hope we see you in another Jackass, but not getting, like I, I hope we find stunts that you can do safely without like failing cognitive tests. <laughs> well, I hope if we do another one, and we may, we may not, I don't know, but I'll try my best to sit behind the camera with Jeff Tremaine. But as he told me, I'm lousy at doing that, so. You could switch to the naked stunts. I'm not built for speed like Pontius, <laughs> you know? I mean, just to be honest. There's a reason I wasn't picked for the open. <laughs> Looks like an egg in a nest, Trevor. Oh, man. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Johnny Knoxville, it's always fun having you on, man. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you me. for the movie, thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you again. Thank you. All right, people, Jackass Forever is in theaters everywhere on February 4th. You definitely want to check it out, it's a lot of fun. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. An ostrich egg or like, a, like another bird? No, no, like a hummingbird.
Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, please consider supporting the Loveland Foundation. They're an organization dedicated to providing therapy services to underserved communities, especially black women and girls. So if you want to support them in their work, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, nothing is worth pulling your gun out on another car, unless that car makes a full stop at a stop sign. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.